Hi friends, welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. What is up you guys? Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Addison and I'm the other co-host. Today we are starting a new series. It has been literally like so long since we've done a series. Like I don't remember the last one we did. I think it was the summer maybe. Um, but we're so excited to like just do a little baby one for the rest of the month of December. I, I guess this is the first week of December. So happy December. Um, yeah, there are four Tuesdays in December. So we are going to be going through Philippians. We're going to go through chapter one this week and then two next week and then on. Um, and we are really excited. We did this with another book or we did it with the gospels one time and it was so fun. Every week we did like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, like we did four weeks and I think it was like really beneficial and we kind of made it a goal to do this more often. So I'm glad we're like finally sitting down and able to do it. Um, so I hope you guys like the format of this. I think it is like really, really important. And something that I really struggle with is like purpose in reading my Bible. Like a lot of times I like sit down and read and I'm like, okay, cool. But like, what does that do for me? Cause I like, don't take the time to like actually look in depth of like, oh, what is the history of Philippians? Like, what is this like format? Like, why is it written like this and that kind of thing? Um, so that's kind of like the hope and prayer is that this is um, like you guys read Philippians alongside us. And like, whether you want to make this like your devotional right now, like, oh, I'm going to read Philippians one this week and like meditate and pray over it and, and listen to this podcast and like other podcasts that are about it and that kind of stuff. Um, or if you just want to read it once and you're like, oh, cool that's awesome but i do encourage you to read philippians um before listening to these episodes i think it might be beneficial also if not we're just going to be like walking through it chunk by chunk um but i'm really excited but before we go i just kind of want to chat for a little bit sophie how are you doing i am doing so good i am getting in the christmas spirit as much as you can in a college town with final season yeah yeah <laughs> but i feel like there's things you can do to kind of get Christmassy my roommate bought me an advent calendar and I oh. haven't been doing it can like like every day but it's honestly been a blessing because anytime I'm hungry I just like catch up you know <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. how are you doing Addie I am doing swell I totally agree with that it's like weird we were just kind of talking about this of like it's finals like in exams and that is like stressful and like I like feel like stressed about it, but like not really, which is like probably a good place to be. But also it's like, I don't have the same sense of urgency that I need right now. Like I'm just like not there. Um, But my birthday was this weekend and it was so fun. I just got to celebrate and like reflect on what the Lord has done in the past year, which has just been so sweet. Um, And I'm really excited for what he has in store for this year. It's been a crazy day. I don't know what's in the air, but I've declared it as a bad day. because I think that it's fair for us to have bad days sometimes and today is my bad day and tomorrow's a new day and we'll have a good day tomorrow but today I'm allowing it to be bad (laughs) and that's okay (laughs) and that's okay I like it's honestly like it's one of those days where it's just like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong almost to a point where it's just like this is funny like I literally like at one point today I was like the Lord is laughing because I was like who's pranking me right now (laughs) no literally like I woke up no I wasn't even asleep I like was working on something and I was like oh my gosh this is just going so poorly I need to like lay down because I was like I must be tired or something so I just like laid in bed for 10 minutes before my class and then I like got up and I was running kind of behind um 
And I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk really fast to class. And I was like, oh, let me throw away this smoothie bowl that I have in my fridge because um, I'm obviously not going to eat it because now it's a couple days old and I should have eaten it earlier. Um, and then um, for some reason, my hands forgot how to hold things and it just dropped and oh. fell and absolutely got everywhere, literally everywhere. It was awful. Um, so then I was late to class. <laughs> and then... Um, I lost my calculator. It's I don't know how. This is what's like a mystery to me. Is I have no idea where my calculator is. Oh. I took an exam with it on Friday morning, and then I haven't done any chemistry since then. And I like go to Kim this morning. I go to whip out my calculator. It's gone. No idea where that thing is. Oh. I'm like it should be in my backpack. Like I didn't take it out to do work. I have no idea where it is. I'm so frustrated because I'm like. That I literally was telling somebody today. I was like, I use my calculator more than I use my hairbrush, my phone charger. Like I use it more than anything because I like it's, it's like unironically. Do you, phone? I, Do you have your keys? Do you have your calculator? Literally, like <laughs> I use it all the time because in chemistry and biology, I kind of use it every now and then. But like in chemistry, I need it literally multiple times a day because I do chem multiple times a day. Um, but yeah, so I was just like, oh my gosh, I need this so badly. And <laughs> it's gone. Um, so hopefully I find that. Keep it in your prayers, please. I'm begging. And then something else happened that was just like so funny. But I I don't remember what. I like actually just laughed out loud. Um, but oh, I was just telling Sophie, I, we were going to record at 3.30. And then my schedule was just going awry very quickly. Um, and I was like, can we actually record at 4.30? And she was gracious and said yes. Um and I like pushed it back so that I would have time to go where I normally record, which is my brother's house. And that's where like my mic and everything stays. So if my audio is awful and quiet, it's because I'm using AirPods. Um, but due to like random things occurring, I wasn't able to get there in time. So I was like, okay, I'll just record in the dorm. And I like walk into the dorm and I'm like, why is this door open? Cause like my, everything was everywhere. Like our room is a mess right now because I left frantically because I was cleaning up my smoothie bowl so like things were on the floor my roommate has things on the floor like it's just like a rack on both sides um and like for some reason both of my closet doors were open so you could see all my dirty clothes and I was like no because like we had a worker come and I was like oh my gosh I know this wasn't open when I left like I don't know why it's open I was like why is it open and then I like walk further through like the doorway and I was like oh my gosh my roommate's asleep um and so I was like what am I gonna do what am I gonna record so I was late to my 4 30 recording session but we made it. We're here now. We're doing all the things. It's just been a funny, chaotic day. And it's going to be great. Where you get to talk about Philippians. It's going to be really sweet. I'm excited. Um, but Sophie, do you want to start us off about like what the book is? You want to do the whole envelope method if you want, whatever, all the things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, also, guys, just bear with me because Wi-Fi is tricky and computers are tricky. And sometimes I'm like, I don't really know what's going on with my computer. Anyways, so um, I was recently, I, I'm taking this class this semester um, and it's really been very cool to learn different things. And we were going through Paul's letters. Um, we read some of Philippians, but we read some of the other letters too. And we were talking just about like, letters and how they were formatted and I had kind of like heard this before but it was just really cool to me because um whenever my teacher was explaining this to me I realized like the intentionality behind it behind a letter and I think it was really cool because oftentimes when I read 
a lot of like Paul's works or just any kind of letter that's in the New Testament, I don't really pay attention to like the details of like, this is what a letter is like, you know, because since it's like written in the Bible and it's like in a book form now, you know, it's not like I've been handed this letter personally. Um, And so I was learning this. So I was like, why why don't I share? So their format of an ancient letter this is just like a kind of common form is it would start with the name of the writer and then the name of who is receiving it and then there was a greeting and then there's a prayer wish or thanksgiving then there was the body of the letter then there was the final greeting and then there's the farewell oh yeah that's a lot of words really quick you might have to go back and listen to me say all that again but it was really cool because now that I know that I start seeing it um like in the letters I'm like oh I like I know what that is now. So maybe now you'll know what that is too. So that's kind of the overall format of a letter. And um something else that I also thought was really cool is um we learned that Paul probably or like oftentimes wrote letters in an open air space with like people coming in and out and like people looking at the material and many people like giving input and things like that. And that was really cool to me because our professor like showed this picture of this like man sitting at a desk in the dark writing a letter. And he's like, this is probably what you think of when you think of Paul writing a letter. And I was like, how'd you know? Um, but it was just really cool to like listen and learn about how like letters were written in an open air with different input. And it was kind of like everyone, not everyone, but like Paul's friends and family might have been like adding to it. And so um, that is just like a little bit of background about how letters were written and the format of letters written. And now if we're talking about just the book of Philippians in general, the book was written to the church in Philippi. It was written by Paul. Um, We get that in the first couple of verses. Um, And it is in the first couple of verses, we get that it's written to the people in Philippi. Paul wrote this when he was in prison, but this letter has so much joy in it, which is really cool. And um, you might have heard someone say that before, but I find that really cool because you'd think it'd be the opposite. You'd think he'd be like miserable and sad and like, what was me? Like that would be, if I were writing a letter, that's what I would be doing. But it's not like that. It's really joyful and thanks, has a lot of thanksgiving. So Addy, do you want to go into the first part? Yeah, I would love to. So a little bit past the greeting it's just the greeting is really basic it basically is just um addressing like his audience which like Sophie said um the saints in christ who are in philippi um it also says to the bishops and or i guess it says to the overseers and deacons um in some translations but those are just like in general people with leadership responsibilities um paul and timothy are like introducing them like those are the first two words of the chapter and and i think it's like important to recognize that it says paul and timothy servants of christ jesus to all the saints um i don't know like if timothy like wrote it with paul like i don't know the timothy part of it but i know that paul and timothy and were like good friends the apostle paul wrote this letter to like his close friends the christians at philippi um he was in house arrest like sophie was saying um and like was waiting for his court appearance before Caesar. And so the first part, like verses three through 11 is like the first chunk we're going to focus on. In my Bible, it's labeled as Thanksgiving and prayer. Um, 
you can break it down even more so into verses like three through six when um, Paul's giving things like for the Philippian Christians. Um, it says, I thank God upon remembrance of you, um, which is just like really sweet. I like, I just think like, I don't know. It's like reading this makes me like so happy. And like, I just love the way that Paul like talks about his friends and like his church because he loves them so dearly. He says, I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion of the day of Jesus Christ. Um, like, it's it's just so sweet. Like, I it, it reminds me of, like, somebody, like, encouraging. It's, like, giving, like, words of affirmation, I think. Um, and then it continues, it is right for me to feel this way about you because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and my in, and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel. So it's, like, through thick and thin, these people of the church of Philippians are with Paul. And like, because of that, he is thankful and he is giving um, like grace and like joy that is found in that. Um, I have like a side note in my Bible that's just like, Lord, let this be the kind of love that I have. And like, that is mirrored in my relationship with my community, despite any hurt or past um, pains and like anything that was caused by them. I didn't remember that very well, but basically it says this kind of love that Paul has for his brothers and sisters should be mirrored by my love for my community, despite any hurt of the past and in the future. Um, because I know that like my tendency is to be like, this is not righteous. Like don't copy this, but like I tend to give chances and like, that is not righteous. Like God is not a God of chances. So why am I one of that? It's like, you hear very often like, oh, well, they hurt you twice you need to learn and like move on and like not be friends with them anymore and like give up and like yeah you don't necessarily need to be as close like they don't have to be your best friend anymore anything like that um but like we still need to love one another and like i'm sure that the, the philippians like i'm sure that they hurt paul at some point and i'm sure that paul hurt them at some point but like he still endearingly like focuses on like how much he loves them um, and then it continues in verse seven through let's see i think it's the next kind of chunk is like seven and eight. Um, but seven and eight is like, he's declaring his affection for the Philippians. Um, and then just like the biggest verse that stuck out for me in this one is verse nine. And it is in my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Like, I just think that's such a beautiful prayer. <laughs> like, I think I need to be praying for my friends better, like based off of this chapter alone like based off of this section of this chapter alone it's like i'm convicted of the fact that like yes i pray for my friends but like let me do so better um and then nine verses nine through eleven is like the last one it's like paul's prayer for the philippians and um, oh i guess i just read verse nine um but it's just like sweet to watch an example of how we should like be praying for people that we are in community with and, like paul started this little baby church and like that served them so well and now they are like partaking in the gospel and like spreading it together and so yeah that's kind of my thoughts on that first section yeah for sure um i think that section is really cool the next section um is verses 12 through 18 and it's titled the advance of the gospel in my bible um and then the first verse just is 
I'll just read it because I thought it was really cool. It says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. And okay, so like we said, Paul was in prison at this time. And um, like personally, that would not be my first thought if something like that happened to me. Um, and I think that I was really convicted when reading this of just how sold out for the gospel Paul was and how that was like his main priority. And that was like he was rejoicing in any way he could spread the gospel, no matter what it meant for him. And I think that oftentimes we lack, or at least I, well, I lack the faith of, or like, I don't really think that I have the desire to be like, I'll go through anything for the gospel to be advanced. Um, and I think a lot of times I'm like, oh, I'll like advance the gospel if it's like in my comfort zone, you know, like if it fits in my schedule, you know, my little 20 minutes a day or whatever that I have to advance the gospel or whatever it may be. But I think that um, I was really convicted by the fact of like, what, like, like, are you sold out for the gospel? Um, and so then the next part talks about how the gospel and Christ was made known throughout like everyone who the whole imperial guard is what it says and so it's just talking about how paul made the gospel known wherever he was and i think that that's something that we should also do is make the gospel known wherever we are wherever our feet are we should be proclaiming the gospel which is something that um i know that i don't always do i know that i'm also not always the greatest reflection of the gospel if i'm angry or whatever for the day um so i think that that was also really cool how like no matter where he was like he wasn't like oh i was i was in prison for sharing the gospel let me stop he's like no let me tell the people who are in prison with me which i think is really cool and um then it talks about how his imprisonment has emboldened other people to preach the gospel so kind of like um he's just once again rejoicing in like what's happened which is just really cool to rejoice in all circumstances and the next part talks about um i'll just read it it's verse 15 says some indeed preach christ from envy and rivalry but others from goodwill the latter do it out of love knowing that i am put here for the defense of the gospel the former proclaim christ out of selfish selfish ambition not sincerely but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment what then only that in every way whether in pretense or in truth christ is proclaimed and in that i rejoice um, that part was really cool um, and interesting to me because uh, Paul was like, I don't really care how it gets spread. If the gospel is being proclaimed, that's all that matters. Um, and I think that that is really interesting because I think often I'm quick to judge like, oh, like people like are sharing the gospel, but like, are they doing it as good as me? Or there's so many like, oh, they're they're doing it differently than I am. But it's like, it doesn't matter if the gospel is being proclaimed and the gospel is being proclaimed and that's a success. And I think that's what Paul is saying here. Yeah, I agree. I'm just like, I don't know. I was in an interview um, a couple of weeks ago and they're like, can you share the gospel with us? Like as if we were two just like non-believers. And I like was low key caught off guard. It was really convicting. Cause I was like, uh, I was like, how do I, because I'm like, when I think about it, I'm like, I share the gospel all the time. But I was like, how do I do this with like two like random? It was like weird because I was like put on the spot also. But like after like sharing the gospel with them and like just saying it, but like working through that like later in my devotion with God, it, with God, I was just like, 
been like, I say I share the gospel all the time, but like, how do I do it? And then I was like, okay, these are like tangible ways that I share the gospel of like asking people, like when I sit down next to them in class, like how they are doing and then going into that and then linking it back to the gospel is like normally my tactic, but like then being like, yeah, we're sitting right in front of you, like share the gospel with us without like having conversation first. I was like, how do I share the gospel? Like, do I just start saying it? Like, it was weird. And, but like either way is sharing the gospel. And like, I think that is like what we are called to do and it's living out that. Um, and like Paul's imprisonment furthered the kingdom by teaching others like boldness and confidence and strength. Um, which I think is just a testament to the fact that like you remain faithful and obedient and like fruit will come from it. Um, the next kind of section that we're going to walk through is the second part of 18. Like it's like the last few words um, all the way through 30. And it's just like titled to live as to live as Christ. Um, and like, I think just like the first five words, yes, I will. Yes. And I will rejoice. Like that is so cool and it comes from like the first part of 18 when it says what then only that in every way whether it is whether in pretense or in truth christ is proclaimed and in that i rejoice yes and i will rejoice for i know that through your prayers the help of my spirit jesus christ will turn out for my deliverance of just like paul is resting so much in the fact that like despite all of this despite the fact that he was probably going to be killed despite the fact that he was like actually sitting in jail like he will still rejoice because of the gospel. Like that should be enough. Like we should have enough peace and like care and like urgency of the gospel that like as long as it's being spread, that's really truly all we care about. Um, I don't know. I think that's just like something that we can learn with a lot. And then it continues on in 20, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For And then this is like the classic verse. That everybody knows verse 21 it's awesome for to me to live as christ and to die as gain like grappling with that is so hard but like man i want that to be the cry of my heart like genuinely for me to live as christ and to die as gain of like i want to be living i like i always saw this quote the debate i remember what it was it was something along the lines of like i want my life and god to be so intertwined that nobody can speak of me without speaking about God. And like, that is so beautiful. And that it's like, that is what this is of like, you can't talk about Paul without talking about the fact that he was a disciple of Christ. And like, I want that to be me. Like I want that kind of relationship with the Lord, if that makes sense. Um, and then it continues verse 23. I really like this. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ for that is far better of like, like getting to live in full worship to God all the time. Like if you are a Christian and like you believe the gospel that Jesus like lived a perfect life and in turn he died on a cross and took all of our sin and all of our shame and all of that weight and died. And then he didn't stay dead. He rose three days later so that we could have a relationship with him and we could join them and um, him and God in heaven, like in the future when heaven and earth are reconciled. Like if you believe in that, then like you should be looking forward to that. Like we get to just live in worship and like constant praise and we won't go tired and there won't be tears and there won't be pain. Um, it's just going to be like beautiful and exciting. And like to have that eternal hope of like what I'm doing here on earth is so important because I want heaven to be crowded. Like I want more people to come with me. I want to love them better. I want them to have the same relationship, the same eternal hope, the same eternal love, like all of the things that I have, like all the joy that we can find in Christ. Like I want, the people around me to have that. Um, and then it continues on in 
27, it says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come, um, so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you're standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Like that is purely speaking on the fact that we should be reflecting the gospel. One of my biggest, biggest, biggest pet peeves in the entire world is like misrepresentations of the gospel. It's like people who have like a Bible verse in their bio, but then they're like out doing like illegal things or like they are like just not abiding by the principles that like Christianity calls us to. Um, And it's just like, you're not like, you're just abusing God's grace. That is not a reflection of the gospel. And, and like the fact that Paul calls his friends in Philippia, Philippia, what, why can't I, like, every time I try to say this, I like get stuck. Um, like just as, just as Paul calls his Philippians to like act is also what we should be upheld to. Like he's calling them to a higher standard and like Christ has also called us to a higher standard of like, you are my children. Like I need you to act like it. And like, just that is enough to like bring the power of the gospel. Paul was like, okay, I might be gone, but also I want to like hear about how well you're doing. Like, because people like they can tell, like, I feel like I can pretty easily tell who's Christian and who's like, this is, this is somebody, somebody brought this up the other day. And like, this was really important. There's a difference between believers and followers. Like I know a lot of people who believe in the gospel, but are not actively following Christ and like pursuing Christ. And like, I encourage us to not only be believers because there's so much joy and hope and peace found in actually following and abiding Christ and like becoming more like him through sanctification. Um, and when you're not being sanctified and you're not becoming more like Christ, it's a misrepresentation of the love that you believe in. And um, which is just like, sad and doesn't bring people to know the love and hope and joy and peace and found all in Christ, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think like also the last couple of verses, 29, it says, where it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. That's verse 29. And then it says engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Um, but that last second last verse, verse 29, where it says like, for the sake of the gospel, like, Lord, you can put me in uncomfortable positions if it means that your name is glorified and like actually let that remain true in my heart. And like, if I am put in an uncomfortable position, if I'm put in the face of persecution, like let it be for your sake and I will do it happily and like stand obediently in that. Um, So I think Philippians is just like, like, especially this first chapter, a lot of it, a lot of it is encouraging. Um, And then it's like also like calling his people to a higher standard. Um, which is like how we are with Christ too yeah yeah definitely I think Philippians 1 it's really cool man you should go you should go read it reread it if if you've already read it and get excited for next week because next week is Philippians 2 and it's just going to be just as exciting Um, and so I think that's all I have so I'll just go ahead and pray us out and then we'll be on our way Um, so let's go before the Lord in prayer Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to sit down and to talk about you and to um, read Paul's letter to the Philippians. I pray that you would be with us this week, that you would help us to be sold out for the gospel, to look for gospel opportunities, um, and for our main goal, for the cry of our heart to be to spread the gospel and to further the kingdom of God. Um, I pray that we would rejoice in all circumstances and that 
we would learn to abide and depend on you. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you guys so much for listening this week. We love you guys and we're praying for you guys. Um, please let us know if there's anything we can do to support you or pray for you guys specifically. Um, our Instagram is at our hearts surrendered. We have an email if you want to hit us up over there at our hearts surrendered.gmail.com. Um, if you want to leave us a rating review, we would absolutely love to. It was so fun seeing everybody um, who had us on like their Spotify wrapped and stuff like that. Um, and like, just thank you for the support that you guys have shown us. Um, we can't wait to talk about Philippians 2 next week. So make sure to come back for that. And we love you guys a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. And let's strive to live in a heart that's surrender this week.